Today's program is brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards & Sons, third-generation cure masters producing the country's best dry-cured and aged hams, bacon, and sausage. For more information, visit edwardsvaham.com. I'm Dave Arnold, host of Cooking Issues. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to another week with the main course without Patrick Martins. I'm Alexis McLaughlin here with my tried and true co-host, Philip Gilmore. On hiatus for the last couple weeks. You were just talking shit about Tallahassee. I can't believe that. <laughs> that was so rude. I'm, I am from Florida, so I am allowed to shame that wicked, I, disgusting little town. <laughs> I spent eight to ten years in that lovely town. I spent eight to ten years really in sure Rikers. How, how dare you shame that wonderful prison? <laughs> <laughs> Tallahassee is not that bad. Jacksonville, on the other hand, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give you. I'll give you that. Uh, so in studio today we have. Have you, ever, have you ever, really? Come sorry to interrupt. Have you ever been to Rome, Italy? Uh, n- no, I haven't. Okay, well, is that there. a shitty place too? Do you no. want to shit all over Rome? <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying Tallahassee is not that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm missing the connection. Okay. Um, in studio today, very excited to have Greg Vetter, who is CEO and founder of Tessie Mays All Natural. Pumped to be here. Who uh, himself doesn't like Jacksonville, so <laughs> we all have a city in Florida that we dislike. A bad strip mall experience. Mm. I, you know, that's basically <laughs> going to Florida is a bad strip mall experience. Yes. Uh, so I, I guess we got started talking about going to Florida because, Phil, you are leaving tomorrow night. You're going, yeah. you're road tripping because you're refused to fly. No, I didn't refuse to fly. I just, uh, I, I, I like, uh, there's a thing um, when, when I go back to Florida, um, obviously I'm super busy in New York. So I'm basically working until five minutes before I leave to the airport and they go straight from work, fly. And then three hours later, I'm in like family mode, you know, back in South Florida, my home. So it's kind of like. You know, oh, so it's like the reset time. Yeah, so I like I like taking trains or driving or you know to, to kind of ease into it. You know, like a little vacation before the vacation. I get it. Yeah, that actually sounds really reasonable and kind of pleasant. Yeah, so I want to join you. Yeah, we we have an extra seat in the rental car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going down to Miami. I'm going to do a pop up for uh, Momo Sushi Shack at the Mondrian. Hotel. That's pretty. That's like that's you know legitimately fancy. It's it's fancy. It's kind of intimidating because I you know I kind of live my life like a pirate and I have my little ghetto sushi shack and I'm in this like you know five star <laughs> you know international hotel thing. Yeah. We're very fancy pants. Yeah, fancy pants. I yeah. actually bought some fancy pants just for the I, trip. No, I actually didn't. No, I wouldn't expect so. And I wear basketball shorts all the time <laughs> and cat shirts. Yeah, um, Greggy, what did you? Phil's got a place on the corner, Momo Sushi Shack, which is amazing. It's it's delicious. 
you know, in Bushwick, it's kind of like this, it is like a, you know, garage sale sushi joint, whatever yeah, you want to describe yeah. it as. Yeah. Uh, but how do you, how do you get like an invite to Mondrian? You just, you know, someone just, right eats at your place? Or um, you just... Yeah, basically, you know, uh, they were looking, uh, I think, you know, with the, I th- you know, Miami had the big resurgence, what, like, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And I think there was this kind of dip about 10 years ago or 12 years ago where it wasn't like cool. It was still cool, but it was a little bit, you know, douchey and and I think the whole Art Basel, um, you know, Art Basel Miami yeah. thing really kind of like reignited the flame down there. And so there's this really big connection with the art world. And then obviously there's always been a connection between, uh, you know, New York and Miami. But now I think it's like they kind of want like, you know, the, the grimy cool kids down there from Instead Brooklyn. Instead of being so. the <laughs> old Jew connection. Yeah, exactly. So Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> yeah. So they're trying to like, you know, they're just kind of trying to like, you know, kind of, uh, kind of, you know. I don't know, do something a little bit different that, yeah. you know, cause the same thing doesn't work over and over and over again in, in an environment that changes. So I think they're just trying to like, that's do new the things. definition of insanity. Yeah, exactly. Trying the same thing over and over again, <laughs> yeah, expecting exactly. different results. Yeah, McDonald's. Who <laughs> <laughs> are closing a ton of shops or closing stores. It's like the, for the first time they're, they're shrinking. What is McDonald's? Oh, really? For the first time in like 50 years they're they're shrinking their presence. They're closing a sig- significant number of stores. Hmm. Also coming out with like salads and, and other alternatives where it's like at that point, you know, just just do what you do best, do you, do you which guys is a, do you, a really you know disgusting dollar burger that maybe I want when I'm drunk. Mm. Do you guys know the term jumping the shark? Yeah, yeah, Fonzie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Are about you, this? No, it's it, well, it's a term that was was for TV shows, but now it applies to everything. It's uh, there was uh, you know Happy Days was like the the, the number one show for like. F- 10 years and uh and there, there was this episode where fonzie jumped over some buses and then you know there was the it was the most watched tv show of all time because he jumps over the buses on his motorcycle Maybe, and he okay, crashes yeah yeah not like like physically like long jump no he's yeah on, on his motorcycle on his motorcycle like, he, yeah he jumps over the motorcycle and then it was like the season finale you don't know if he, he, if he died and then like five years later it was like the least watched show so they tried to re uh redo the episode to get people interested in happy days and they literally had fonzie on water skis jumping over sharks and then it's like and then like what and you know it you know it, it freezes in midair and like you know like nobody cared so so that's like when, when a tv show kind of does everything it can do and then it's dying and then they try this one last thing they that call act jump, of des- the, the act of desperation yeah. so i think mcdonald's serving like healthy healthy vegan and you know salad options is jumping the shark for restaurants maybe i'm with you on that or, i see that um, so, you know, Greg, what's going on? Thanks for, thanks for traveling up to see us. Cause you're, you're not even Brooklyn local. So we're doubly excited that you would even consider coming here and hanging out with us. Annapolis, Maryland. Yeah. So, uh, Is that where you're from? Uh, yeah. Grew up there. Lacrosse country. I hear <laughs> it is lacrosse country. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I remember, uh, actually playing baseball and sitting in the outfield getting stung by bees <laughs> and these kids were running up and down a field beating each other with metal poles yeah and so after the baseball game i went to my dad i'm like hey are they allowed to do that <laughs> and he's like yeah they are i'm like uh, i think i'm going with this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that started it yeah. a couple bee stings yeah <laughs> um yeah Run any kid off the off the court. What were you gonna say? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's it's neat. Lacrosse is super popular in that area of the world, right? Yeah, and it, it's grown. Yeah. So it's um, we've always coached youth teams, and 
Um, my brothers and I played in college and then played professionally. So wow, it where, was, where, did you, where did you play in college? Uh, I went to Washington College wow, in awesome. Chestertown, Maryland, and both my brothers played at Towson. Oh, cool, awesome, yeah. yeah. It's definitely it's one of those sports that for so long was completely isolated to New England because I well Phil and I both played Phil how did you play you're from Florida too well the the, uh, the school I went to um, uh, had I was telling him uh, the the uh, school I went to had a um, uh, what you call it um, the, the our history teacher was actually used to be the number one lacrosse player in the world oh that's yeah, what that story him, was. him and his brother were the uh, number one and number two uh, players in college and then afterwards and they were the first lacrosse players on the cover of Sports Illustrated yeah but back then there was only I think eleven uh, uh, eleven schools in all of Florida that played lacrosse so. yeah. that's crazy yeah I kind of a similar story too because I was uh, you know uh, like. In New York in middle school, when I lived up here, um, you know, I was, had exposure to lacrosse and played with my friends all the time. And then I moved down to Florida, and no one knew what it was. Mm. Uh, but this really rad guy, uh, Jay Black, came to our school and, like, started started a club team. And he had, like, in his Naples? children. In Naples? Yeah, in Naples. And his children were, like, toddler size. I have no idea, like, why he did this, like, without pay. He just loved the sport that much. I love the little lacrosse sticks for, like, four-year-olds. It's yeah, so the cute. little mini ones. They just, like, start yeah. beating each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was it, and we got a we got a team. Have you ever seen? Have you, this is totally off topic, but have you ever seen the uh, the Facebook uh, Facebook photo for Momo Sushi Shack? Have I ever? I mean, yeah. I think it changes. You well, know how well, Facebook works? Well, uh, no. On like our second anniversary for the restaurant, I took everybody to um, to New Jersey to go skeet shooting, <laughs> and uh, one of one of, our, one of our friends one of our friends came with us. Her name's Miko, and she's literally she's this Japanese girl. And she's four foot eight, and she's like literally this tall. And so they actually had a gun for her. And so there's this picture on our Facebook page of Miko shooting a gun, but it looks like it looks like a real shotgun. It looks like you know she might be like five foot five because of you know no, the, they, you they know, have miniatures. <laughs> They make men, they make guns for children. Yeah, it's like this little gun. Like I held it, and I couldn't even. I don't think I could even fit my finger in the hole. You know? But yeah, that's adorable. Like a little kid bowling ball. Oh yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, yeah. amazing stuff. Um, so, Greg, you you and your brothers, you guys have this interesting story. Like you know, really wholesome story. Uh, lacrosse background. Then you know. I guess after after college, after hanging out, you guys started a company together. Yep, um, it's so wholesome. There was own. no there was no fighting or drinking or drugs or sex. It was all wholesome <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, when the company started. Yeah, Before exactly. Before that, I can't <laughs> yeah. guarantee. Anyone. Well, see, here's the thing: once you become a salad dressing mogul, yeah. I mean, you know, the money, the drugs, the booze, everything is just on your doorstep. Oh, it's, a, yeah, it's like Huckleberry totally. Finn meets Annie's right. organic. Right. Give me, give me more of that lemon garlic. Yeah. That's why we started it. Yeah, exactly. You know, we we grew up just watching videos of salad dressing moguls killing it on yeah. MTV. We're nice. like, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> wow. I want, I want one of those chains. I want one of those cars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My well, growing up, my mom had to figure out how to get us to eat our vegetables, mm-hmm. and uh, we were, were you guys really that bad. Yeah. We I mean, were. like, worse than normal kids? All kids don't want to eat their No, vegetables. I wouldn't say worse than normal kids, but I would just say us as three boys yeah. running free and just terrorizing our community. Yeah. Uh, we needed to... You, you have to eat. Yeah. And so we weren't eating what my mom was putting on the table. So she came up with this lemon garlic dressing, and we crushed the entire salad that night. Yeah. And um, so from that point forward... 
every single night we ate lemon garlic salad uh, dressing on romaine lettuce. Wow. And it was the topic of conversation. So it was like, hey, did you ki- uh, did your kids... Uh, you know, kill any squirrels today or shoot things with slingshots or beat up anybody. Uh, how's the dressing? And we're like, oh, you know what? Add a little bit more salt next time. And so that was the topic uh, every single night. And I like that you're brought into the conversation. Right. Did you, were you guys like, did you cook at all or did you have an exposure to? Because I grew up cooking with my parents, my grandparents, so that's where I learned how to be in a kitchen. Yeah. I mean, we always, my mom made dinner every night. We, My dad made breakfast on the weekend, so we were always, you know, making pancakes or making dinner or on holidays you're baking cookies or, or doing anything, so we're always in there. And um, so they're just like, do you like it? And we're like, hey, you know, did you switch the lemons up this time? They're like, oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. You know, if you can imagine three kids in, in Eating something school. a thousand times. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's, like, that's a test lab. Your yeah. mom ran a little test lab. She's a genius. Yeah, I know. She is a genius. Yeah. Uh, and so then uh, got a job after, after college and came home for lunch one day from work and this two liter bottle of salad dressing was missing from my refrigerator Mm -hmm. so i called a bunch of my neighbors and um finally got to a kid that never ate salad ever and i'm like hey man random question did you (laughs) take my salad dressing Mm -hmm. he's like yep woke up this morning was jonesing for it hopped on the scooter knew the code to your house went in (laughs) took it and i'm over at my house crushing salad and I'm like, oh, okay, um, can you bring it back? <laughs> and so I hang up the phone, and I think to myself, what kind of man breaks into another man's home and steals his salad dressing? <laughs> this, is the, the, this is not in any way an invitation. It's not like, like your mother said, like, oh, yeah, sure, like, why don't you take this? Like, he went in. He needed it. He, ne- he needed it. That's a ballsy move. So then I called my mom, and I'm like, hey, you're not going to believe this. But so-and-so stole the salad <laughs> dressing from my house. And she's like, oh, that's typical. Mm. And I'm like, I'm going to get us into Whole Foods. Yeah. And if I get us into Whole Foods, will you go into business with me? She was like, that's never going to happen. <laughs> I said, that's not what I asked you. Uh, and so then I just started cold calling the local Annapolis Whole Foods. And the stars aligned, and they were about to open uh, the new Annapolis Whole Foods, which was like May 1st, 2009. And I told them I was a food manufacturer. And uh, <laughs> lies, that's where the lies, lies. Hey, 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 I'm not, I'm not committing to any lies here. <laughs> you, you can pad the truth. Uh, the, the salad dressing actually took 12 years to develop <laughs> in, our, in our food lab. It's been meticulously tested. <laughs> They're like, where, where's, your, where's your food manufacturing facility? I'm like, yeah, it's in uh, Eastport. They're like, where? I'm like, uh, anyway, try the lemon. <laughs> And so, you know, everybody tried it. They're like, wow, this is amazing. Now, here, fill out this, you know, 200-page packet on yeah. being a food manufacturer. Uh, and I'm like, okay, Google, yeah. how to be a food manufacturer. Uh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna buy the dressing. We're just going to need that uh, that F- FDA uh, approval stamp. <laughs> right. Just Did get they... that over to us tomorrow. And we'll, oh, okay. <laughs> They're like, uh, HACCP plan. Please send over your HACCP plan. I'm like, what is a HACCP plan? Yeah. Oh. Wow. And so, uh, but we ended up legitimizing ourselves over the course of, the, of a couple months and we got in for the grand opening and we ended up setting a national sales record uh, for Whole Foods. We sold 55 cases of lemon garlic dressing in one store in five days. Wow. And so uh, I thought that was the norm. 
right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is this is great. Man, we got to really step up production because, yeah, like, I, I didn't realize how fast things sell when you start telling them. I can't them. believe people love salad dressing this much. How we was, never bought any. I mean, going going into the start of this, was there any control or any influence in the the marketing of the product in the store? Because I mean, there's so much influence in displays and where something's put. Was it just on the shelf next to everything else? Was it because it was a homegrown I was product and had like an end? Okay, so you were present too. Yeah. Yep, I was telling the story. I was pouring it on lettuce, handing out uh, salad samples. Getting them hooked like a drug dealer. It's like, a, yo, man, first grand's on us. I'm like, this is free, mm. but the bottles are over there. <laughs> for, for the radio listeners, there's, a, uh, there's, a, there's like a joke, you know, you have a good face for radio. This gentleman does not have a good face for radio. He has a good face for TV. So I'm sure the housewives <laughs> at Whole Foods ate him up. It w- it was a did, did you, uh, uh, it was a did, successful launch. Were you say, did you say that you wore your lacrosse outfit with no shirt on? You were saying <laughs> like the, like a little like yeah. belly shirt jersey. Yeah. And I love somebody spraying him down. It looked like he's like oh god, I love the salad dressing Here, and stretching. Here's, here's <laughs> my me here's again. my card. Yeah. My cell phone's on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the other uh, I named this company after my mother. I, I always think I, I was thinking that he either, they either had a really cool display to sell the salad dressing, or they got the kid to go steal the salad dressing again, <laughs> and then hopefully just had to pay for it. You know, you know, we, there's 55 cases gone. We don't know where they went. Running short grift. Yeah. I think their inventory might be more, mm, maybe well, uh, advanced than that. The best was I'm like, hey, how much dressing should should we bring? And he was like, most salad dressing sell about four cases in a month, mm-hmm. and so that's all we need. I'm like, okay, cool. So. You know, it took, I don't know, three or four days because we were still making it like we were making a single salad Mm. times four cases worth. And um, we sold that in 30 minutes. Wow. And so I go to the director of uh, the East Coast at the time for for produce. Shout out to Eric Brown up in Boston. What up, Eric Brown? (laughs) Eric Brown. And I'm like, hey, man, all that dressing's gone. He's like, oh, there's more in the back. I'm like, no, we sold all four cases. He's like, we just opened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, these people really love it. <laughs> go. Well, don't well, don't you know, but uh, everything is gone. And uh, he's like, well, go get more. I'm like, I have to go make more. You told me this was for the month. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll never forget. I called my mom and she was uh, she's still is a Pilates instructor. And I'm like, mom. We're, we crushed it. Four cases gone. I need you to go make more now. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, you, you don't understand. <laughs> when you agreed to be in business, this is a pact for life. Right. So 45 days in, she's like, you work me too hard. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to recruit my wife and brother. <laughs> and uh, But she still owns a piece of the company, and she's our official taste tester. Nice. She just doesn't do the uh, the heavy lifting anymore. You're just not requiring <laughs> your mother to like churn out bottle after bottle, like forty eight day or forty eight right. hour work days. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that seems reasonable. Uh, you know, labor labor rights. You know, there's yeah some uh, ethical issues there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the fifth on that. <laughs> uh, I mean, but you know, seriously though, good for you guys. Like that's that's unbelievable. Fifty cases. Yeah, that, 55, that short, 55. Yeah, that was six years ago. Wow. And, then we just, and producing it, you know, out of, out of you, you were working the, the rib restaurant, the rib joint, you guys were doing after hours. Because that's something that maybe some listeners don't realize. Like, you know, to, to get a product onto a shelf, like the, having a great product is not the challenge. Right. 
it's you know it's 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 amazing and you guys are obviously starting out with like a great formula and a great recipe but the challenge is like how do you manufacture that how do you get that to a store to a distributor Mm -hmm. and a lot of times you rent space from a restaurant from a commercial kitchen from someone that is licensed and inspected so that you don't have to go through the whole process of putting that up front right and so you know we would come in every night 11 o'clock when uh adam's ribs in eastport closed and i knew the owner so he he let me go in for free uh, we had to pay him with salad dressing because I had no money to give him. Yeah. He's like, well, how much are you going to pay me? I'm like, is that a joke? Yeah. <laughs> I'm how starting, much salad I'm, can I'm starting a week? salad dressing company in a recession. Like, yeah. what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but we would go in, bring all the lemons in, all the olive oil, all the bottles. We would hand make it in bowls, put funnels in the in the bottles, you know, and we would just crank out, call it 20 cases a night or something, mm-hmm. and go to bed at three o'clock wake up at six for my day job yeah sell a day job at this point uh do demos at lunch wow praying that i didn't see anybody that i worked with (laughs) as i'm hustling salad dressing what were you doing uh employee benefits Mm -hmm. did you like your job at the time no (laughs) Uh, no 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 didn't enjoy it and that was one of the things you know i was i i guess i was just searching for something and and employee benefits was not it. No, it, it sounds so exciting and sexy when you say it. Yeah, though. yeah, it's not. It's not sexy. Um, and I just everything kind of came to a point where I didn't want to do that anymore. My neighbor stole the salad dressing. I was like, you know what? This kind of makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I just went for it. I didn't ask anybody's opinion, or and I think a lot of times. You go and you try and find mentors that have been really successful in business, and they've been beaten down for so long Mm -hmm. that when you go to them and you have a crazy idea like starting a perishable uh, salad dressing and marinade company in the height of the recession, that's insane to them. That's like, that's the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. This generation's going to shit. They're all stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I was like, we just did it. Mm. And, then, and then we had this... Well, that's because you didn't know what a HACCP plan it was. Exactly. If you did, maybe you would have <laughs> stepped back and, well, and reconsidered. This, well, but this, that's the beauty of, of just not knowing and being passionate and having something you believe in right. and going for it. See, this this story, that's, this is the thing that makes my mind go crazy. Is this story is so inspirational and beautiful, and it's a success story. It's coming from nothing. But then there's there's the, you know, in an alternate universe, you know, we're, we're having this conversation. You're like, oh, yeah. I remember, you know, 2009, I fucking spent a year of my life on this salad dressing, and it was the stupidest idea. It almost <laughs> ruined my life. I'm still paying off my credit card, you know? You know? Right. Like, it's so it's so good that, like, you know, because every, every, everybody thinks, you, you, know, you know what to compare to is, like, you know, okay, like a million people go and buy a lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them knows they're going to win, and then the person that wins says, I knew I was going to win, <laughs> you know, but then the other 999,000 also, also thought just like that one person. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's so nice to hear somebody that knew that they had a winning idea and then they won. But well, it, it's so it sad that the other people well, didn't it, win. It, it wasn't easy. I mean, yeah. there's every day things pop up that are just testing you to see if you actually want to do it and you want to move forward with it uh-huh. and we just wouldn't take no for an answer yeah it was just like okay the stores aren't ordering uh if we do demos in the store then they have to order because we have a demo scheduled 
Yeah. So then it was like, let's go hire a demo person for every store in the entire region. Yeah, awesome. Th- and that was really difficult to manage. Absolutely. Um, but it, everything built off of that. And so then we ended up figuring out our own model and our own kind of distribution model uh, to get it into all of these other stores and break out of, we wanted to break out of just being a local salad dressing company. We wanted to see if the dressing was good in all different regions and, and everything else. And it turned out that it, that it was, well, it just so happened. It was successful. <laughs> it, it is delicious. Yes. What, um, what, how many stores are you in right now? We, by the end of the year, we'll be in like 6,000 stores uh, and, and, uh, in every whole foods. Yep. So we're, um, we just, we're about to launch 21 different SKUs in Whole Foods, in every Whole Foods in North America, which include all of our fresh condiments, which we're really, really excited about. So we make a fresh ketchup, a fresh barbecue, a fresh uh, teriyaki, fresh buffalo, fresh mayonnaise, and uh, we're launching it in Whole Foods starting August 1st. Wow. So that is, uh, it's unbelievable. And it's one of those things where it, you're just you kind of sit back and you're like I can't I can't believe that that's amazing. Yeah. Are you gonna have to Are you gonna have to get six thousand people to do demos that day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're trying to work a little smarter than harder, but you know, you at the some, end of the- get some drunk guy <laughs> be like, hey, can can you demo my salad? We're low staff today, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, it's 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 a fight in the streets. You know, you got to get out there and you got to hustle it and you got to tell people your story because the traditional marketing and advertising route for us, Mm -hmm. for what we're doing, uh, doesn't really translate. It's really kind of a word of mouth thing. And it's, it's, you know, you telling your friend that you just had the best dressing ever because traditionally dressings and condiments are, they're not sexy. They're not cool. No one gives a shit. Uh, but then it's, you know, now we have people taking pictures of, uh, our dressings and condiments and everything sitting on tables and they're bringing, uh, they're bringing them to dinner parties instead of wine. They're branding it for you. Yeah. They're like, yo, this is the new, you know, we have a coconut milk based ranch. That's really amazing. Yeah. It's really good. So that just launched and that's, that's been going really well. So, you know, it's just kind of pushing it and, and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't. Yeah, and you know, there's there's a lot of times where everything that came before you, you know, there's there's Annie's, there's Newman's Own, there's all these like already natural products, uh, but if you are to follow their model, you're kind of limiting yourself into what you can and can't do, and then you there's some advantage in, into being the newcomers and being the naive people and just saying like, ah, we just want to do it our way. Uh, like, ah, we see what you're doing, but we're going to be really, really stubborn, which I, I know that that's kind of a thing that you guys have held on to yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, let's go to, let's go to a quick, uh, sponsor break and then we'll be back with Greg Vetter, uh, talk more about sourcing and stuff.
following program was brought to you by S. Wallace Edwards & Sons. Edwards Suriano hams are aged to perfection for no less than 400 days and hickory smoked to achieve a deep mahogany color. The Edwards name is well known for its world-class aged and cured meats. Their exclusive curing and aging recipe produces a unique flavor profile that enhances the quality characteristics of Berkshire pork. Optimum amounts of pure white fat marbling contribute to a flavor that's a delicate, perfect balance between sweet and salty. For more information, visit edwardsvaham.com. God, welcome back to the main course without Patrick Martins. I am still Alexis McLaughlin here with Philip Gilmore. I'm still Philip Gilmore. (laughs) Uh, Greg Vetter with us. Um, Liz Smith in the studio. I forget to say thank you so much to Liz for engineering all of our shows. Um, Jack Inslee, who I after like hearing that commercial for like the second or third week in a row, I want to read. Like I want to, I want him to come out to restaurants with me and just read me the menu. <laughs> Creamy fat uh, from this Berkshire pork. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Inslee. 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 Yeah, Inslee. Ins, Inslee. What do, <laughs> I'm what just kidding. Say? You said you're it. doing the Patrick Martin <laughs> yeah. thing where it's it's actually pate. Edwards. Oh, yeah. And thank you to our sponsor. Edwards. Edwards. What does Edwards mean to you? Well, do you know I'm, uh, I opened up Moku Moku, which is a yakitori restaurant. We're doing, like, skewers, and we're, we're wrapping some gulf shrimp and some suriano ham. Yum. Grilling mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Alexis uh, just got me this uh, beautiful black with gold lettering Edwards uh, hat. And I had, I had it. Well, I got it for you for a reason. Well, one, because we were just hanging out with the Edwards team, yeah. like, last weekend. And they're always awesome and amazing fun time. Yeah. Uh, Keith Roberts, uh, Sam Edwards, and Sammy Edwards, um, the fourth, uh, the youngest son. Uh, well, the only son. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Phil lost his hat, so I had to get him a replacement because it was his favorite hat. Yeah, well, I had, I had the tan one with the brown lettering, and there's a uh, there's some people that have this uh, vintage mobile uh, vintage clothing shop that it's in, like, you know, a trailer. And you can just go in. Everything's ten dollars. And so <laughs> I saw this awesome hat. It's like this uh, this like white hat, and it was embroidered. It had an eagle, and it said Alaska. So I'm like, I'm going to borrow this. And I left my Edwards hat hanging where this cool Alaska hat is. And I was like, I'll come back in a couple hours, and I'll switch it back out. And he's like, What if somebody? When somebody? What if somebody buys it? I'm like, Ah, nobody's going to buy it. Five minutes later, <laughs> some old guy is like, I'm from Surrey, Virginia, and he bought the hat. So then I got stuck with this awesome Alaska hat, but then I lost my favorite Edwards hat. So Alexis got me this beautiful but um, we also, black and gold. Yeah, you leveled up. That's trimmed out in gold. Yeah, I mean, that's That's what's going on. It's some beautiful. V- some VIP shit. That is very <laughs> VIP. Yeah. Have you had Edwards ham before? They're not too far from you. They're in Surrey, Virginia. I have not. We will feed you Edward's ham after the show. That'll be huge. For Try me. our new ham dressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted. I want to ask you about the coconut ranch dressing. I, I forget what it is, but we were talking. There is. There's a uh, some ingredient in there that's like specifically hard to find because that's kind of one of the kind of one of the tenets. I mean, like it's a the big part of what you magic. guys do. Is that like you know it's. Uh, all natural, like organic, non-GMO, as much as you know, is, is feasible, right. uh, which is much more than other companies. Yeah, I mean, for coconut milk, it's really hard to find uh, no gums in it, like guar gum mm-hmm. and xanthan gum and things like that. And so, none of our sauces or condiments or dressings or anything have any gums in it. What are the gum- gums? Are they are preservatives? Yeah, or well, emulsifiers or yeah. both? Both. Um, it, it's more just to kind of make water 
for example, somebody sent us something specific for salad dressing. And my brother Matt walked into my office and he had this spoon upside down with like this putty hanging off of it. I'm like, what the hell is that? He goes, it's water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, it's water. What did you do? (laughs) He's like, somebody sent me this like salad thickening agent. And so I put it in water to see what would happen. And this is it. And I'm just thinking to myself, how are we supposed to digest something like that? <laughs> yeah, right. And so the hardest thing for us to find with the, with the coconut milk ranch and Caesar was finding a coconut milk supplier that didn't put any gums or citric acid or anything like that. So there was only, we went on essentially a global search for this thing and found one supplier that we could, uh, that could give it to us. And so we are buying as much as they will sell us. Where is it from? That's proprietary information. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what's what's the name? From from Jacksonville. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Tallahassee coconut milk. (laughs) (laughs) That's so mean. There are other Tallahassee people here today. Probably one. Yeah, Yeah, it's Kristen. Yeah. (laughs) It's just the one. Um. I mean, when when will other coconut milk suppliers acquiesce to what you guys want and hop on the train? Because like at some point, you, you're, you're the, the scale of your company has grown so much. Um, I don't want to say so quickly because it's been six years, and yeah. it seems like the development has been you know uh, sustainable. You know, behind like, on the business side. But your company has grown so quickly that it seems like you guys probably could make demands of producers and start making some larger impacts in the food production world just yeah, by try. needing. Yeah, we try. Um, it's one of those things where you just got to have the relationship and you got to have the volume. And I think for us, we are six years old, but we're only six years old. And so when you're talking to, uh, you know, a lemon farm or something in in Florida that's been there for a hundred years yeah. and you're six years old and just started buying from them, you know, four years ago, and then you're telling them to change their oh you, oh, know, you know that's kind of the the, the 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 foundation of what Heritage Food does though is that yeah. they if I'm not mistaken you can no, chime in but do. but you know they tell they tell farmers if here's a list of stipulations if you follow these guidelines we will we will buy all of your pork but you have to do these things right. I think and then there's a guarantee there's a you know a contract where the Heritage is going to buy all of the pork you know so look I mean like like for our, for our company we don't we don't have a a ton of money to throw around yeah. uh, but, and our instinct like first like what we do and this is just how our how we approach things and how we've you know seen that they've worked out well is that we'll start working with someone immediately and just say like you know we're going to make a commitment we're, we're going to buy from you we're, we're going to provide some upfront security and just like prove to you that we're committed um, and then it's never, it's, it's always on a farmer to farmer basis. It's not so strict because everyone has their own practices and principles and even location affects, you know, the different things that you're, you're sure. going to do for your farm. Uh, but it's just having this idea of, you know, saying like, Hey, you know, these are, uh, connecting the farmers to their, to their markets. Like, you know, these are what, this is what chefs want. And here's how you can make, you know, 10 cents more pound, 20 cents more pound, and you know grow things for yourself and really find like that profitable um region and 
you know, and for, for us, it's like, you know, doing the right thing, but it is a working relationship and they have to trust you as mm-hmm. much as, you know, you're going to trust them to do the right thing. But aside, it from takes the, time. but aside from the money too, it's like, if you, if you tell a farmer, you have to do these things and I'll buy your product and they're things that are like responsible. And then they're seeing from start to finish that they're doing things more responsibly, that it's not just about money, but well, then also and- being part of something that's like, you know, not killing the world well, the is kind of special. Why, the reason why that, you know... Uh, it's kind of special. Yeah. If, uh, for, for, for farmers raising livestock, they're, they're pushed into the commercial, you know, uh, market because they have no choice because there's not a sustainable... Like, there's not sustaining income for them. There's not kind of this guaranteed payout that if you spend more up front that you're going to receive that payout in, in the end. So we just say, like, look, we're going to pay you a flat fee. Like, this is what you're going to get from us and we're going to commit to buying a you know, a hundred percent of what you're, what you're producing. So there's, there's our commitment. And now you just need to rise up and, and just do the things that we need to be the company that we believe in. That sounds like a lot of lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, it's it, it, the production side of things is like such a challenge. Yeah. I've really like surprised and amazed that you guys have just, Manage to scale and still have you know really amazing you know production standards. Yeah, I mean we. My mom gave me one piece of advice from a business perspective, and she is not a business person. <laughs> so you ignored it. No, <laughs> no this is, I listened, and she goes, "Greg, do you remember Schlitz beer?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No." <laughs> She goes, it was the beer that my friends and I, we all drank it. And then they cheapened up their ingredients and everybody stopped buying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now no one drinks Schlitz beer. Yeah. Don't do that. Mm. I said, that's great advice. Yeah. And so along this journey, you bring in these manufacturing specialists and the you know production people and you look at co-packers and you try and find an efficient and scalable way to have a partner that you can come out with a product and and scale it and not have to liquidate your 401ks and sign over every personal guarantee you have and have your dad sign over his house, but they don't exist. And so we had to do that. And we started, uh, I guess three and a half years ago or four years ago, we started a 36,000 square foot manufacturing facility without demand really we were in one region of whole foods uh but we knew if we wanted to be better and and that's really what it was it wasn't about being bigger but if we wanted to be better than everybody else all in we had to go all in (laughs) and and i remember the conversation with my dad and i sat him down on a saturday and i said hey I'm going to need you to sign over your house and essentially everything that you own. Mm -hmm. And he just looks at me, he goes, okay. Mm. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You were, you 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 were a good boy. You ate all your salad growing up. So I'm going to do this for you. It's more like you were a terror. And, (laughs) and, uh, right. But it was crazy. And then we started this facility and then, um, we scaled up our own, manufacturing and and everything else like that and um you know the the business came from it because we had the flexibility and the control of our own manufacturing and our sourcing and our standards and you remained in control right and and that's a big thing i mean you know we're dealing with 
olive oil, for example, uh, had one of the worst olive oil crops ever. Mm-hmm. And then lemons had, you know, a bad harvest. And then, you know, uh, right now, eggs are, you know, they're killing 40 million chickens right now. So there's going to be an egg scarcity coming mm-hmm. up. And so you have to deal with that. Like, that's my problem. Like, yeah. that's not anybody else's problem. It's, like, it's hey, not- I want your mayonnaise. Okay. And I want, you know, lemon garlic dressing. Mm-hmm. And you better make sure you give it to me. So so at Whole Foods, it has your salad dressing and underneath the price is market price. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like oh, a crab cake. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. It's actually uh, it's actually $18 today. But it was. But, but the, yeah. I thought it was $5. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, I don't no, think we've even said the name of your company yesterday. yet. No. How at the beginning? Tessie Mays. All natural. We have to brand it. We have to keep on saying it. Yeah, I know. We we got to get better at that. I'll just shout out the name, yeah. everybody involved, yeah. everyone's name. Well, you're in- my birthday. <laughs> I'm a Gemini. Yeah. Birthstone. Uh, I believe it's an emerald. Ooh, wow. beautiful! I learned that trick uh, working the door at a bar. Oh, yeah. You know, it's uh, when someone goes fake up with a ID. fake ID. Oh. It's like, well, what's your uh, what's your birth? sign in your person i have no idea but you ask someone and then they get sufficiently flustered i don't have to remember it it's All perfect right. i remember i wanted it to be you know you're like what's the best stone a diamond and it's like yours is an emerald and i'm like oh, all right well, I'm, i'll I double emerald. yeah they're beautiful but yeah. at the time it's They're like interesting. yeah mine's mine's garnet i'm garnet too yeah. Are january yeah yeah may, th- so may 31st though. yeah Garnet's like the that's the, a great day. The shit ruby. <laughs> Garnet's like the <laughs> shitty ruby. It is the shitty no, ruby. Yeah. And then it's... I didn't even get ruby. I Garnet. Um, <laughs> hey, we're, we're out of gems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we only have eleven. Oh, Garnet. I would have been sufficient. Pearl is one of them. Is it? Yeah. Is it? I could be lying. No, it's not. It's not a gem. <laughs> Opal is one of Opal them. Opal is. These are precious. Precious stones. Precious. Right. No, they're, 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 I think I think they're just precious. Not, I think is I think garnet is semi precious. Actually, literally. <laughs> oh, it might be semi precious, yeah. but I mean they're you know. No, because isn't diamond one of them? They're fancy crystals. Diamond is. Is one of the months? April. Yeah, and April. I know that's because it's my brother oh. Brian's. Nice. He's like, oh yeah, I got the diamond. Brian's mm. Brian's the middle. You're the oldest. Brian's the middle. Brian, and that's the youngest. Yep. Brian uh, Brian's birthday is April first, mm-hmm. April Fool's Day, mm-hmm. uh, and he heads up all of our business development. And uh, Matt, his birthday is March thirty first, mm-hmm. which is funny. If you go back nine months, that's my dad's birthday. Oh yeah, that's too funny. <laughs> And um, he runs all of our operations, so supply chain, uh, manufacturing, all that good stuff. And so all of this was just baptism by fire. You know, Matt took over operations because he played with Legos as a kid. So we thought that was a uh, that was a qualifying <laughs> nice. event. Hey, so you play with Legos, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, I did. I'm like, Here's a 36,000 oh. <laughs> square foot <laughs> yeah. factory. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to need to plan. figure this out really quickly because Brian just sold dressings that we don't actually make to every Whole Foods in North America. <laughs> what, what, why did Brian get the salesman piece? If you ever meet him. You will know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just that's it. Like he walks into a meeting, and it's it's closed. Yeah. Like it's done. The deal is done. He has He's a, a closer. Mu- he has a mustache tattoo on his finger that closed every region of Whole Foods because <laughs> people would be talking. He's like, hmm, 
And they're like, oh, oh God, is that he's, it? he got a he got a tattoo to close it. He knew his audience on well, that one. No, it was all coincidence. That was uh, him living in Barcelona for six months and coming back with a finger tattoo. Mm. Uh, that was pretty make crazy. It, make it does he, does he, does, uh, he, do you ever see Glenn Carey, Glenn Ross? Yeah, yeah. Does he does he watch that? Like you know, on his phone before he goes into the meeting, always be closing, always be closing. He's the complete opposite. Of <laughs> oh that. really? Oh, he walks in. He's like, "What's up? Yeah. This is my." mom's dressing <laughs> the best story ever was uh we got a meeting with uh the norcal region of whole foods mm-hmm. and we needed this right so we're like we have to close this and so he flies out and he has the meeting and he calls me he's like it's closed and i'm like oh my god thank you this is amazing <laughs> we're gonna make it like yeah. they're not gonna foreclose on my home <laughs> and uh he's like but i just gotta stay out here like two weeks because we got to fill out all the paperwork and stuff and then i have a couple more meetings because you know we're crushing it out here and i'm like oh this is great excellent brian i'll see you whenever i see you so three days later he calls me goes we're actually in and i'm like what do you mean he's like oh they said no the first time (laughs) so i just kept showing up to their office and was like yo my dad's house is on the line and um you're gonna bring this dress in. Yeah. <laughs> and and so, you guys actually love this. You just right. don't know it. Yeah, yet. it's yeah. like you don't K N O W. Yeah. And uh so that was pretty funny. Wow. I was like, Super. thank you for not telling me Thanks that we didn't get front. in. Right. Hey, I appreciate it. We got in. That's he kept on bringing, like, weed brownies to me. Like, I baked these for you. <laughs> Why don't you eat one? And then we'll talk about that signing. <laughs> exactly. So if anyone wants uh, to give give Tessie Mays a shot, um, they can find you guys all across, like, nationwide. Yeah, Whole Foods, online, Kroger's. Online market? Yes, TessieMays.com. Uh, but we're in Whole Foods. We're in Safeway. We're in Kroger. We're in Wegmans. Uh, we're in... You know, Earth Fair, we're in Fresh Market, we're in Roundy's, Mariano's in the Midwest, uh, we're in... Fairway? We're not in Fairway. That's that's where you gotta be. Yeah. Do you know uh, Fairway? While you're no. in New York, we'll get you in Fairway. Yeah. You maybe, know Fairway? Maybe okay. this radio broadcast will lock that in. <laughs> Wait, aren't they one of the sponsors? Yeah, they sponsor the they sponsor the radio. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was so so much a pleasure to have you in studio. Thank you so much for taking the trip to join us in beautiful and sunny Bushwick, Brooklyn. Yes. We're, we're actually going to go over to Momo. We're going to try a shiso sesame dressing. Oh, this is a historical record that Tessie made. It's going to no, be the no, next no, famous flavor. No, no, because now it's a, there's a historical <laughs> record that I can sue you if you ever. Exactly, <laughs> I love it. Uh, awesome. Well, it's very nice to meet you. Then, uh, yeah, happy. Sunday. Happy Sunday. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.